Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to 9 to 5 Sports here with all my boys, except for our uh, our lead host, usually. Jarrett McKay is not able to join us tonight. He has had to go up to Northern Virginia, and he's now getting ready to, uh, I guess, get his first full-time job as a teacher. So congratulations, Jarrett. I know you'll be listening to us. So joined by the... Uh, Pretty normal crew, though. we got Robbie Comer and Aaron Campbell and Elliot Good here for us tonight, and we'll be continuing uh, basically what we've been talking about, um, and that's football. We've been talking about the divisions in football, and uh, we're going to take a, a break. Usually tonight would be the AFC West. That's the only one that we haven't talked about, but uh, James Campbell is going to be a, a guest for us. He's going to talk about his Chargers. So we're going to take a little bit of a break from the AFC because James is not here. So we're going to pick up with the NFC West, uh, and that is and it's a pretty popular uh, division in the NFC, um, a lot of key additions. Um, from a lot of the teams there in the West. So uh, I guess we'll start with, I mean, we've, what we've done so far is talk about all of our favorites first. And, I mean, I think everybody here with the additions and with how they performed last year would probably consider the Rams the best team in the division. Am I, am I right, Robbie? Nobody's going to fight you on that one. Yeah, so we'll talk about the key additions. We'll talk about uh, how we think they're going to do. And, Obviously, with Aaron and Elliot both here, we'll go back into talking about the uh, the, the key fantasy players. So, um, that being said, let's start with the Rams. Robbie, talk about the uh, the outlook of the Rams this year. Uh, well, I think it's pretty bright. Uh, I think they'll win the division easily. They could have it locked up by they could have it locked up easily by week twelve or so if they do what they can do. Especially with the they've got the defensive side of the ball. They added Tlaib, they added Marcus Peters. They're still waiting to see if Darnold's going to – not Darnold, yeah, Aaron, Darn, Aaron Donald's going to play, not Sam Darnold, Aaron Donald. Um, they're a little weak at linebacker, but other than that, they're a very stout defensive team led by the former Cowboys coach and Wade Phillips. And also – wait a minute, wait a minute. And also the once popular coach – for the Redskins. Well, that's true. That's and now true. the head coach there in L.A., Sean McVay. Sean McVay. Sean McVay, but he's just not as important. Should have kept him over group. Not as important. You know, you know Wade Phillips is Robbie, not we're not gonna we're not going to gloss over that <laughs> that statement that you just made and, and not talk about it. I mean, Jeff Fisher was the head coach, and they weren't worth a crap. Yeah, Jeff, to, to put it lightly here on this podcast, Jeff they weren't Fisher, worth a crap. Jeff Fisher should be – he should just be asked to leave Didn't forever. he say that one of the key players was the punter? No, no, no. That was um, they were interviewing Bill, Bill Belichick, Belichick about the pay, or about the Rams. about the Rams, and he said, said Johnny Hacker. They said, "Who's a player to be scared of?" And he said, "Well, Johnny Hacker." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that was back when uh, they had. That's a good. Who point. Was the Rams quarterback like, two years ago? Oh, it was a it was a carousel. Probably Case Keenum. Yeah, well, it was it Case, Keenum. Case Keenum. We'll get to my thoughts on Case Keenum next week. Yeah. Um, but. The Rams are very good offensively, too. You've got Gurley, who did his thing last year. Because of Sean McVay. I'm not saying it's not because of Sean McVay, but I just like Wade a little better. 
Um, <laughs> Gurley, I, I think he'll have a little step back this year, but he'll still be good. He'll still be top three in the league. You better hope not, because that was the only reason you beat me in the freaking playoffs, fantasy oh. playoffs last year. That's true. The only reason, Robbie. That's true, and it's <laughs> the only reason Jared beat me in the other league. That's true. Uh, did, they added uh, Brandon Cooks at receiver. Uh, he'll help Jared Goff. Um, and who they have a tight end now? I'm not sure. Lance Kendricks? I think it's still Lance, Lance Kendricks. Yeah. Sure. I don't think Lance, they added Lance anything. Kendricks and they still have Tyler Higby. So. Yeah, I don't but, think they added anything. They're just so good. They don't need a star tight end because their matchups are one-on-one and they're – People are going to be loading the box for Gurley anyway. All well, I think Lance do. Kendricks was good enough last year. I wouldn't call him a star per se, but yeah. He, well, all they're, they're cool going to have to do too. is just win their one-on-one matchups because the box is going to be loaded for Gurley and they'll be set mm-hmm. and spread yeah. off him. Basically, they swapped out Watkins for Cooks, and to me, that's an upgrade. Oh, yeah, absolutely, so absolutely. Yeah. So Where's I, Sammy Watkins at now? I've, Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs. I yeah, fully yeah. expect them to win the division. So, all right. Well, Aaron. Uh, I agree with Robbie. I, I think that you know the the Seahawks, especially. I thought that you know they were a team that you know the way their roster was previously constructed, you know, could make a run at this Rams team. But uh, I just think offensively and defensively, they're the most balanced team in the division. Uh, I'm interested to see if, if uh, Jared Goff can make any more strides this year towards like reaching his ceiling. What they drafted him at, yeah, uh, that that, that will be a definite, definite, uh, interesting thing to watch because he was good. He was very good mm-hmm. last year. It's it's going to be interesting to see if he can become. I don't know what it's, I don't know. I guess it may be a little too far to say elite, but if he can become. You know, basically what they drafted him for at value. Because, I mean, they drafted him pretty high. Yeah, because, I mean, where he was drafted at in that draft a few years ago, I mean, his name is always going to be linked to Carson Wentz. And as of right now, Carson Wentz, as, as a player, he's, he's better. He's and better. He's, he's proven on the field that he's better than him. But, uh, I mean, if he could come out and reach that ceiling. And but one thing it's, it's going to help Goff is that he is not going to be the primary target of the defenses that is going up against uh, every week because it's Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley scored 20 touchdowns last year. I mean, Ellie and I will get to him in a little while on the fantasy aspect. But real life, I mean, he was a matchup nightmare last year. Sean McVay, with the offense that he brought from the Redskins, uh, was able to get Todd Gurley out in space in a screen, plenty of screen passes where he could showcase – uh, not only his uh, running ability, but his leaping ability. Absolutely. Had several hurdles that he had last yeah. year. Just a great, phenomenal athlete. Uh, you touched on Cooks. I think Cooks will bring that vertical threat to that offense. And I think uh, I think similarly to how Percy Harvin was used in both Minnesota and Seattle, I think kind of like a gadget player, someone that like with that great speed and agility, someone that they can get out in space. Uh, obviously, the uh, defensive acquisitions they made with Ndamukong Sue. Uh, Marcus Peters, Aqib Talib, they were able to keep uh, Marcus Joyner. Going to be a really good defense. Uh, you said linebacking core is a little weak. I would agree. With, I would agree there. Uh, but probably the most well, might be overall the best well well coached team in the division and the most talented. So I, I think they uh, repeat as as uh, division champions. So Elliot, I'll ask you the same question as everybody else, but. At the same time, I'll ask you, do you think that this this weakness at linebacker that we're seeing um, maybe, I don't know, opens up a threat for other teams, maybe a, a strong running back on the other team or, or a strong offensive line with a good running back, um, maybe opens them up and uh, makes them a little bit vulnerable? Um, not too much because their defensive line and secondary are going to be so sound and so dominant that I don't think it's going to cause too many problems. Um, 
The one area where it could cause problems is if you have a great receiving back then that the linebackers may have to cover. But they have like Mark Barron and good safeties as well that can cover that. So what you're so, saying is the Washington Redskins will thrash the L.A. Rams. <laughs> Not saying that at all. Okay, all right. Sorry, sorry. Well, I want to make a point too. Uh, I don't. I don't care if they do have a weak linebacking core against a run, a good running game, because a lot of teams are going to be passing the ball against them because they're going to be trying to come back. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Uh, I agree. That's I a good point that. too. Because they're all good yes. and, and relating to Jared Goff, uh, it would be nice to see him take a step forward and live up to his draft stock, but it's not necessary for this team. Is he drafted one overall? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One one. Yeah, he's he's not going to be asked to do a whole lot as long as he game manages and doesn't turn the ball over. They're going to be in a great shape. Now, I think Robbie says they may have the division locked up early. I don't particularly agree with that. I think I think they're going to have to work for it. Oh, and, stop. And I think most of you stop. all, most of you listeners, stop. are going to know what I'm talking about here, and I'm referring to I'm Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> Robbie is, I know you guys can't see it, but Robbie is walking out. Robbie has exited the premises. He's out of here. He's he's walking up the steps, folks. Like we're the, not kidding. Just like the Cowboys were to the Niners earlier this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but in all seriousness, the Rams should easily win this division. They're clearly the most well-coached team, the most talented team. And looking at their schedule so far, they they don't have too many tough games. They do have the Vikings in week four. That, that'll that be a really fun game to watch. Um, they have the Packers, but both of those games are at home. They do have to go on the road to the Saints and they're home against the Eagles. So really their tough games are all at home. So I look for them to win at least 11 games this year and wrap up the division. I'll agree with you and say that they're they're probably the favorite to win the division, um, especially for me. But at the same time, this is not that simple of a division. I mean, you mentioned it with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he's a talented quarterback. And we've seen in years past how talented quarterbacks can really lead their teams um, mm-hmm. and really don't need that great of a performance out of a defense or really anybody else. A talented quarterback can sometimes win you a ball game single-handedly. And, um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is that type of talent. Uh, then I think any game that you play in Seattle is always going to be tough with that 12th man, they call it. I, Look, they got a little bit worse. They lost Richard Sherman. They've lost the Legion of Boom. Um, they've lost Earl Thomas. I guess. Well, I guess technically he's, they haven't he, technically lost him, but he's got one foot out the door. Right he's now. yes. <laughs> I, I would say one foot and uh, half of his leg out the door. He's his he's head, his head is definitely out the door. He yeah, is he checked out of there. Yeah, he doesn't want to be there. Um, so that's that's a good point. But I'm excited to watch Shaquem Griffin. Um, okay. I think he's going to be fun to watch. Uh, as a rookie out of UCF, the one-armed guy, if you guys um, weren't familiar with him, uh, he was he's very fast. They've already talked about how impressive his speed and quickness is um, on some pass plays, also some run plays. So should be fun to watch Shaquem Griffin. Also, they added Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall had a really bad year. I think he's going to be looking to make a name for himself this year. Um, they lost Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Graham, so that's one of their – that was one of Russell's prime targets in the red zone last year. I think Brandon Marshall, you know, I'm not trying to steal you guys' thunder, but I think that's an interesting look. So ultimately getting back to who we were talking about with the Rams, uh, you know, I don't think it's going to be as easy. So I agree with you, Elliot, instead of Robbie on locking it up early in the division. Um, I think there are going to be some tough divisional games to play and, uh, 
We all, I mean, Trust everybody me, a, Everybody here knows I'm, that. I'm a big Seahawk fan, but. Oh, I know. They don't have an offensive line. Yeah, I mean, and, and I can see where you're going with that. But the, the whole thing about that is, I think we talked about it right before the show, right? They're going to run a 3-4. So, yes, Aaron Donald is extremely talented. Is he there mentally and physically? Not mentally. Uh, you can kind of debate that. Um, are other teams – I get, I mean, 3-4, that's usually – you usually have some talented outside linebackers that are going to rush the passer, right? Maybe not. You know, I – who who are their linebackers right now? Does anybody have their uh, their roster up right now? Uh, I was looking at them earlier, and I have not heard of any of them, ex- with the exception of Mark Barron, who was the former safety. So I think getting to the quarterback could be a problem, and and I also I think, think controlling the run game. I think they're they're going to rely on those front three guys of that three four. Well, yeah, to I rush think the there's going to be a ton of coverage sacks. That's okay, true. I I, I, I can too. agree with that too with Marcus yeah. Peters. Uh, Akib Talib and uh, who's the other one? The, uh, Sam Shields. Sam Shields. And then they also have two very talented yeah, their, their safeties. Safeties are good. Too. Yeah, they're. they're I mean, they're they're going to be they're going to be very good, and I think that's a great point, Robbie, with the with the coverage sacks. I think they also add a lot of edge, like personality edge to that defense. Oh yeah, absolutely. Talib, Peters, and Sue. They're they're going to be intimidating. Yeah, they are. They're going they're going to yeah. play the intimidation game. They allowed the least points in the division last year without some of these corners they had. That's that's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. What they what they allowed last year without, I don't want to you know downgrade those other guys that they had last year, they but were, they've definitely upgraded this year, right? Surprisingly, yeah, talent yeah, yeah. talent wise. Yeah, they're they're a lot better, I think, this year, especially experience and with the people they added. But they were seven and seven and one away last year, and they were four and four at home. I would expect them to be better. They only lost five games last year. Yeah. You know who one of those losses was, right? Was the Redskins. <laughs> It was. it was. It was the Washington Redskins. That game, yeah. It was the Washington Redskins. That was a good Chris Thompson game. Yep. Which the Cowboys, yes, it was. The Cowboys had them at halftime. They lost. Uh, like 15 points. Sean Lee gets hurt. But they lost. they, they lost. they lost. They, they, they held the big L. That's uh, what happened. Sean Lee gets hurt. Everybody holds the L. And now for <laughs> one of my favorite portions of the show, honestly, we're going to turn it over to Aaron and Elliot, and we're going to talk about the Rams and fantasy. Who are we looking at, guys? Fantasy-wise, um, whether it's their defense or their offense, obviously we don't pick defensive players, but how good is their defense and who are some of the offensive playmakers that we're going to look at and how early? Uh, well, as far as how good is their defense, uh, I, I think that their defense is probably one that has the upside to be up there with Jacksonville, Minnesota, is in that upper echelon of fantasy defense is just on name, name value alone. Uh, but, I mean, if Aaron Donald shows up and plays all 16 games, Aaron Donald has proven that he is a game wrecker. I mean, he's probably I, – I arguably you probably say him or J.J. Watt is they're probably the two best defensive players in the league. Uh, but uh, I mean, as far as the offensive players, I mean, the obvious name that sticks out is Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley, who was on – I mean, pretty much if you won a fantasy football championship last year, odds are you probably had Todd Gurley on your team. It's a good chance, isn't it, Robbie? Yep. <laughs> All you have to do is basically make it there. But, yep, pretty I mean, much. But he's a guy who, I mean, at worst, he's probably going to go at three in your drafts, but he's probably going to go one or two. Uh, keeper I, leagues, he's probably not even going to be there at all. Keeper league, he's not going to be there. Yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless your name is Jake McKay. And you decided you, to keep Terrell <laughs> Pryor over him. You deserve to finish last, did he? 
I, I believe oh, yeah. That. Okay, that you deserve it. He should just be asked to leave. Uh, but uh, I, I think – I think early, um, I know Jarrett had asked this question because uh, he's actually facing like a similar kind of problem in, in a keeper league in one of Robbie's leagues where he has the, you know, a treasure trove of, of of talent on his team where he could keep Le'Veon Bell or Todd Gurley. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but he was kind of asking a question to Elliot and I about, you know, what, what should he do or kind of give him a little insight on what to do there. Well, I mean, Todd Gurley had 20-plus touchdowns last year, and he was just kind of asking, is that kind of season reproducible? And I think it is basically because of that defense is better than what it was last year. They're going to be in a lot of positive game scripts. I think that that defense is going to give them short fields. Golf, while I do think that they might kind of unleash him a little bit more, let him do a little bit more in offense, it's still Todd Gurley's team. Uh, he's involved a ton in the screen game. Uh, I know touchdowns are really unpredictable, and you know you could never predict a guy's going to score twenty touchdowns. It's just not possible. But I, I think that kind of season is uh, is reproducible. I think that you saw what his ceiling is, but I'm not saying that he couldn't get back to it. Uh, but he's he's definitely somebody. If if I I don't want the first pick, but if I'm sitting there, it's going to be hard for me to pass on him. Before I go to Elliot, I think this is a perfect opportunity to talk about what you should look for in fantasy, and, and you guys should start to think a little bit more than, well, who's, who's the most talented? It's, it's also got a lot to do with, and as I've listened to Aaron and Elliot and even Jordan Mercer talk about who they're going to use in, you Please. Know, I know, in daily fantasy games, I, I, think it's, I think it's a good thing to, to think about on how good is that team? Because as Aaron mentioned briefly in that, little discussion Todd Gurley's going to be good because they're going to be a really good team I think he's going to get a lot of carries uh, I think he's going to be one of the most dominant forces in this league because one he's he's good enough as is but as they're winning ball games and they're trying to salt games away they're going to hand them the football more often so I think that's that's something that you have to think about um, more often when when you're trying to evaluate talent and where players should go in the draft. I think, especially at running back, that's that's a big thing, is, is think about who's got the better team. Elliot? Uh, that's a great point, actually. Uh, the biggest thing in fantasy really is, yeah, you need talent, but you need opportunity, and you need a good situation to be in. So the Rams having a good team. Now, their offensive line isn't standout, but they, they do a good, good enough job schematically. Sean McVay, again, Robbie. Um, <laughs> Putting their players in positions Hail to succeed. To so, as Aaron brought up, Brandon Cooks, Brandon Cooks will be the deep threat for this team. I think he's going to be a better daily fantasy player than he will be a season long. Sorry, <laughs> and, uh, but Ty Gurley is obviously going to be the focal point. As we've said before, you've got probably four four backs that you can count on this year, and Ty Gurley's one of those. He's going to get at least 20 touches a game. He offers you receiving threat out of the backfield. As Aaron said, he was a touchdown machine last year. So it's going to be very hard to pass on him at number one. He's young. Now, he did get, just get paid. He got a big contract. So I wonder if the motivation factor will be there. But being on a good team, I don't think that will be too much of an issue. Yeah, because, I mean, as I was saying, being on a good team, it definitely matters. Because, I mean, really, that is one thing that, for me, while I think at talent, like on a talent basis – Ezekiel Elliott and David Johnson, like, I mean, 
like talent wise with Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley, they're right there with them. Yeah. I mean, I think all those guys are comparable in talent. I think situation is what separates those guys, or separates Gurley and Bell from the other two. I think that is the only thing that does. I think because I, I really even with even with the talent or with the uh, team uh, team success disparity between those players, I couldn't fault you for taking Ezekiel Elliott at one. I couldn't fault you for taking David Johnson at one because David Johnson is two years removed from his own twenty touchdown season. Well, once you say that, I, you know it, it really makes me think because let's be honest, the Dallas Cowboy offense. And I think Robbie would agree with me. Runs completely through Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, he does. That's I talked. Yeah, I talked. I talked to Jared about it. I think he was on the way to Waffle House the other day. He said, "If Ezekiel Elliott goes down, we're not a very good team." He goes down, they win four games. And and, and that's My. interesting to me because it's the same. I think it's the same way with with David Johnson. We didn't obviously get to see that last year because he tore his. He tore his ACL, right? No, he no, he broke, tore his, broke, broke his, his wrist. wrist. Broke his wrist. Okay, but he was out for the entire season. Yes. Yeah, yeah he basically. Went down, went down to game one. Yeah, so he, we didn't get to see that, obviously, but I think that's another team that, I mean, the Cardinals, let's be honest, they weren't that great last year. and But I think with David Johnson, they're just they're a different, they're a different ball club. They, they are. Uh, they'll be a lot more competitive. And plus, I mean, with, with them having Sam Bradford as their number one and then a rookie and Josh Rosen as their two, Regardless of who's the quarterback, they're going to feed the ball to David Johnson. Yeah. Because, I mean, I know Larry Fitzgerald's still there, and I love Larry, and I, he, he's – One of the all-time greats. Yeah, one, as solid as they come, and we'll, we'll touch on him later in this segment, uh, as well as more on David Johnson. But, I mean, David Johnson is probably he's – be- he's the second-best receiver on his own team. Yeah. And that, that's, that, that's where, you know, early in drafts where you see these running backs – like, yes, it helps to have running backs on good teams, but the sheer amount of volume that these guys are getting, also with the, like, unreal talent that they have, I mean, it's just it's too appealing to pass up. But uh, I know Elliott, he, just to finish up on the Rams, um, I, just to touch a little bit more on Brandon Cooks, Cooks is, uh, a, you know, a guy, he's had three straight 1,000-yard uh, uh, receiving seasons. Um and I know, you know, but he's he went from playing with Drew Brees and Tom Brady, and now he's with Jared Goff. And I'm not saying that I don't think Goff is a bad quarterback by any means, but it's a completely different shift in culture of offenses as well because uh, the Patriots and the Saints did not have running games like they did with what the Rams have with Tiger. Good point. And I, I just think that – Really, with McVay's offense, it was so spread out last year of how they spread around receivers. Even when, after they got Sammy Watkins, even after they got Sammy Watkins, if you look at it, Cooper Cup was their number one receiver last year. He was. He, he led. <laughs> Cooper Cup led their team in targets, yards, red zone targets, uh, targets inside the ten, and I think in receptions. And he was their number one. And Robert Woods also got his. Sammy Watkins. He put up some huge numbers yeah, at the second yeah, half of the season. I think he had one game where he roasted Desmond Trufant for like 140-some yards. He had a big playoff game. Oh, yeah. that was the playoff yeah. game, actually. Yeah. And, but uh, I just think that where Cooks is being drafted, which is, uh, what would you say, Elliot, about like a four, fourth, fifth-round pick? Yeah, that's that's about the range I've I, seen. I would, I, I, I would be a little hesitant to take him there. There's some guys that, uh, that I feel like are a little bit safer. I, I think that Cooks – where he's at, this offense that he's going to be in, it's not going to be near the role that he had with the Saints or the Patriots. I think that he's a player that I'm kind of pumping the brakes on a little bit. Yeah, as you said, there's going to be so many more mouths to feed. You already have Gurley. 
Cooper Cup was great last year. Robert Woods was great last year. And as we've said, they're going to be in positive game scripts, so how much are they going to be throwing the ball? I agree. Um, so Brandon Cooks, as I said, I think he's going to be better suited as a daily fantasy player because he's he's like the Deshaun Jackson guy. He's mm-hmm. going to have those boom-bust weeks. And in season long, that, that can come back to hurt you. So he's a guy I'll be cautious with. There you have it for the Rams in the uh, NFC West. We'll come back and we'll talk about some more teams here in just a bit. Uh, but uh, there you have it for the Rams. And uh, I guess technically we, we decided that they are the uh, the favorite for all of us on the panel here oh, in the NFC yeah, West. I would agree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you'd have to be like Jordan Mercer to say no. All right. Well, there you have it. Jordan Mercer would say no to the Rams. We'll be back in just, just a little bit. Lights go down in the city. Steve Perry, the lead singer of Journey, talking about San Francisco. That's what we'll also be talking about here at 9 to 5. We'll talk about the 49ers. One of the favorites of uh, one of our panelists here. Uh, He almost left the Washington Redskins, and that would have really just destroyed my heart to lose another Skins fan. I could understand why he did it. Uh, The Skins front office has been a little bit sketchy, but... uh, you know what, so that, that's going to be the first thing that we talk about. We're going to let uh, Elliot go. We're going to talk about if the San Francisco 49ers could be a challenge to uh, the panel's favorite of the, of the L.A. Rams. Um, and, and we'll talk about uh, things of the uh, fantasy nature later. But, Elliot, first of all, I'm going to turn it over to you. Can they be a threat to the L.A. Rams? It'll be tough. Yeah. The defense is not going to be strong, I guess you would say, but – as we were talking about, a good quarterback can single-handedly win games. He always keeps you in a game, and when that happens, you just need one or two things to break right, and you could sneak out a win. So Jimmy Garoppolo is going to keep you in games. He's got a great offense around him. Marquise Goodwin took a huge step forward last year. You've got Pierre Garçon. He's always reliable. They had Trent Taylor, who Jimmy really took a liking to last year in the slot. And they've also got Dante Pettis as they, that they drafted as a rookie. They who did you say? Dante Pettis. And no, from, I'm saying in the, in the slot? Uh, Trent Taylor. Trent Taylor. Yep. Marquise Goodwin was unbelievable last oh, year. Was, I was going to say that until save that until the fantasy section, but Marquise Goodwin was unbelievable. He was extremely good. And they're saying in camp he's been their number one, so Garcon can be more the possession receiver this year. Um Dante Pettis, the rookie out of Washington, he's been very impressive in camp from everything I hear, and he's also going to provide them a boost in the return game. I think he actually – did he set the college record for most punt return touchdowns? Yes, yes he did. Yeah, he's, he was awesome at Washington. Um, their offensive line should be improved. They drafted Mike McGlinchey at number 10 overall, I believe. Should be a mainstay on the offensive line for years to come. Uh, they signed Jarek McKinnon in the offseason, the running back. Now, he did have a – Minor injury today in practice, but they said the MRI came back clean. It was a calf strain. Yeah, and oh, that'd be okay. <clears throat> Matt Breida, the back of like back, torn <laughs> CL or anything. <laughs> He's gonna be solid. The defense is the area you worry about. They did sign Richard Sherman in the off season, but he's coming back from injury, so they'll have to get him right. That's that's a different kind of injury too. Did he tear his Achilles? Yes. Yeah. Mm. So the Achilles, that I mean, that's a dangerous injury. We talk about that with basketball players all the time. Kobe Bryant was 
to be honest with you, I don't think he was ever quite the same. No. Um, who else? Uh, somebody else has torn their Achilles in, in the basketball world. Uh, Demarcus too. Cousins just did there last you go. year. Demarcus That's Cousins. We'll see. Remains to be seen. Yeah, we'll but, see. Um, Achilles is usually tough. Now he wasn't a player based on speed, Sherman. That is. Yeah. But being a corner and having to backpedal, turn and go, stop and start all the time that that should be interesting. That'll actually be two player, two key players that they have that are coming back from Achilles injuries. With Pierre Garcon also coming back from an Achilles uh, good injury. Call. Good call. Um, but, yeah, I think the 49ers are going to be really solid. I think they win at least eight games this year, so I think they push the Rams pretty heavily in this division. Uh, I don't think they're a real threat to take it over yet, but they're definitely a solid number two. Aaron, before I go to you, I, I mean, I guess I will go to you with this as well. Do you think that the receivers are good enough and quick enough in that division to where Richard Sherman might struggle a little bit? Uh, I know that's uh, kind of putting you on the spot, and I hate to do I, that. I could, but. I could definitely see it because he's already. I have seen a, a video that was on Twitter recently of him getting absolutely blown by by Marquis Goodwin. But Marquis Goodwin is an Olympic sprinter. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if any corner could match up with him one on one, just like try to <laughs> bump and run coverage. Uh, but. I mean, him coming off the Achilles injury, I mean, I, I think Elliot, as he was saying, like him pivoting on that foot and be able to take off uh, like full sprint. Uh, there, there are some really, really quick receivers in that in that division with, uh, I mean, Doug Baldwin uh, still in Seattle, Ty, uh, Tyler Lockett, Mark, yeah. uh, also Christian Kirk, uh, Larry oh, yeah. Fitzgerald. Arizona. Larry, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Target Monster, and Brandon Cooks, and Brandon Cooks, definitely another sprinter, uh, Olympic sprinter kind of guy. But uh, yeah, I I think that while name uh, like name wise, them bringing this guy, if he can play, if that Achilles injury is a thing of the past, uh, it's a steal. Like that is a perfect free agency signing. I think it, that'll instantly you know bring that secondary up to new heights. Well, I always love when guys have chips on their shoulders, yeah, too. That's what I was about to say. I think it gives this team a needed little edge. Yeah. Little edge yeah. Kind of touching on what the Rams. I mean, in, in the division, too, with, you know, I mean, his former team being in Seattle. Yeah. And, I mean, that's in the division. It's going to be fun to watch Richard Sherman this year, especially against Seattle and his old club. I'm with you on that. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think that, you know, Sherman was a great signing for them. Uh, we'll see what that uh, that recovery from that injury will hold, but uh, I, I I think that you know bringing in a caliber guy like that, you know, uh, former first team All Pro, I really don't know what you could lose by bringing in a guy like that. Robbie, I know you haven't quite as you haven't quite been the uh, the buyer that uh, I guess uh, Elliot has been on on the Forty Nineers. I, I think they easily finish second, but I just don't see them. Overtaking the Rams? No, I, eight or nine wins. Which I have like I'm looking at like thirteen for the Rams is why I'm so high on them. Yeah, I just don't think I think it'll be locked up. Early. Thirteen and three type yeah. of season. Yeah, uh, the Rams are good. I've got a lot of faith in Jimmy. I've got a lot of faith in Kyle. I think Kyle's a great coach. He's another one. Another Red, former Redskins. The Redskins should have held on. Shows to you you're doing something wrong there, Dano. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I mean, look at the, Jay. Look at the teams but. that he's let go of. I mean, or the guys that he's let go of in the coaching staff. You know, I mean, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. They've been. They've both been good. But um, I think one thing they're missing is a. They need a dominant running back. 
their defense is kind of iffy, so they'll be working on that. But the Shanahan play action game is so strong. That'll that'll just that's what they're gonna live. That's their bread and butter this year. Oh, I forgot play action game. I forgot to mention the tight end George Kittle. He's that's another name I'm gonna talk about. Here I thought it was Greg. Just a little bit, George Kittle. It's George. Yeah. George. Yeah, he was really uh, good was, for the that, end of last year. Yeah, I remember you talking about him being your. Uh, what do you guys call it? The daily fantasy. Yeah, DFS. DFS. Yep. That that was your baby last year. That was my man, George Kittle. Um, I can't remember what I was saying now. Oh, uh, well, with Shanahan, you can expect Garoppolo to be rolling out a lot, a lot on the move, and I, I don't. I think they beat the Seahawks easily because I, I just don't see it up there. But and then the Cardinals. We'll get to them later. <laughs> but I think the 49ers easily come in second. 49ers are an interesting team, and uh, when it comes to me, you know, in that division, as much as I would like to doubt them, I really think the Seattle Seahawks might finish second in this division. I think Jimmy has – I mean, he's been in the year for quite a few years now, but I want to call it the sophomore slump because last year was the first time that he saw actual time. Um, I, I think next year teams will study his film and uh, some things to, to watch out for. And, you know, I'm not completely sold on their uh, on their wide receiver core. I love – I mean, you will not find a bigger fan of Pierre Garçon um, maybe in the world. I, I am one of the biggest Pierre Garçon supporters as he was a Redskin for, for quite a while. Marquise Goodwin was great last year. I picked him up in, for the last few years – or last few weeks of my fantasy season, and he did an awesome job for me. But I don't know, man. I just don't. I don't see them being as dominant as a wide receiver core as as uh, as they could be. Um, and and so I think that might be where their downfall comes. I think uh, with Seattle, they didn't. We'll talk about this a little bit later. I don't think they got worse this off season. I mean, I think they lost a couple of their red zone threats, but I think they picked up one in Brandon Marshall, uh, a big, tall, wide, wide receiver. I, I think he's a, I think he's an interesting target for Russell Russell Wilson. And boy, I really hate to say it because I just don't like the team at all. Because I mean, it's been a, the downfall of the Redskins every time that they do actually get to the uh, playoffs, which is not often, but when they get to the playoffs, they always meet the Seattle Seahawks and they meet Pete Carroll and they meet Russell Wilson and it's it's just tough to watch so um, a, a difficult time to talk about the Seattle Seahawks I, I just think they're more consistent but we'll go back to the uh, the fantasy side of things and, and guys like I talked about is Marquise Goodwin a wide receiver two or is he a wide receiver one? I mean, he was he was impressive last year in the time, and I, I really think that him and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo picked up quite the rapport there in San Francisco. Uh, I guess I mean we started with Aaron last time. We'll talk. We'll start with Elliot this time. Is is Marquise Goodwin a wide receiver one, wide receiver two, or maybe maybe just a flex guy? Um, for me, right now he's being drafted really late, like is in the eighties. Yeah, it's like eighties or nineties. That's crazy yeah. to me. It is. If you pay attention to what he did last year, he was when Jimmy he G was came a in. wide receiver one. Yeah. Numbers wise. And 
I see no reason to think that he can't be even better because, I mean, as Aaron said, this guy was an Olympic sprinter. He's still learning the wide receiver position, and I think with the tutelage of Jimmy Garoppolo getting on the same page and Kyle Shanahan, I think he can be even better than what he has been. So I'm not going to put him in wide receiver one status. I need to Just see yet. that over okay. a full season. He's also had some injury history, so I need to see him stay upright and on the field and maintain what he did last year. But I think I think he could certainly return great value, especially at his draft position right oh, now. Oh, eighth, ninth round, a guy that, uh, I mean, potentially a really good quarterback's number one receiver on a good team or an up-and-coming team, I will easily take that uh, that value at eighth, ninth round all day. Uh, you touched that, you know, he's still getting the hang of being a receiver. You know, some of these sprinter guys, you know, they, they come in and they're, you know, not exactly the best receiver right away. And, you know, they have to learn how to run uh, route trees and, you know, break certain ways on routes. And Which you know, apparently Martavis Bryant is still struggling with with the Raiders. Yeah, he's yeah. – <laughs> oh, uh, don't get me started on that. But uh, <laughs> you, got, you got a Steelers fan here. Take it easy, Pete. <laughs> but, Take it easy, brother. Uh, I, I think I think Goodwin definitely could return a ton of value there at the eighth, nine, uh, or eighth round, ninth round spot. Uh, I mean, he's – uh, you look at it last year. I think once Jimmy got there, I think over the last several games, I think or after, once Jimmy got there, I think he almost he was like borderline like 500 y- receiving yards, like two touchdowns. Had, yeah, see that was the biggest a, thing for me was once Jimmy finally got the start, Marquise Goodwin became that wide receiver. Oh, he's tough, in, to, he's it's in tough my, for me to say one. He was it in my really starting tough. lineup every week when once Jimmy was there. Is he a top ten receiver though? That that was that was he my has thing. Upside. I mean, he, was, he was very close. He was he was between that, you know, bottom half wide receiver one and top half wide receiver two for mm-hmm. me because I picked him up as I said. I mean, he was I mean, he was I, I up think, there. He was not somebody I was going to take out of the lineup. I think where his fantasy ceiling is kind of capped is touchdowns. Yeah, because I think he has never scored more than three touchdowns in a season in his career. But he has never been given the opportunity like he has been given now in uh, San Fran. And I don't think he's ever played with a quarterback as good as Jimmy Jimmy G, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, the fact that he's, you know, going to be given the opportunity to probably be this team's wide receiver one, uh, I I think, you know, the touchdowns, he could could easily score seven touchdowns. He might score three just off like 60-yard bombs that he just happens to run under because he's outrunning everybody. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That was the big thing. He had a couple games where he was pushing like upper 180 yards, close to 200 yards. Because of the long long bombs. And and, uh, I think that was the – I mean, that was one of the feel-good stories of the year last year when Marquise Goodwin caught a touchdown pass after his lost his, his son. Lo- he lost his son, newborn son, newborn son. Yeah, exactly. It was it mm-hmm. was something crazy like that that uh, um, the the birth didn't quite go right for him, and I think he came out the ne- the very week that the, that his son died and ended up catching a long touchdown pass. I mean, I I hate to use outside factors as a reason why somebody plays well. I know Robbie doesn't quite discriminate because I know I'm pretty sure he used Amari Stoudemire in a week of basketball after his brother died or something crazy like that. But Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, expected more. Though. Yeah, <laughs> you'll have something like that. But, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it's just uh, it, it, it's it's kind of crazy to see the mental edge and how these professional athletes handle themselves after such a tragedy. But, uh um, Marquise one, Marquise Goodwin, as I said, was one of my top receivers last year in my fantasy leagues. Absolutely, he's as we said, he's a steal where he's at right now. Uh, I like this offense as a whole. 
you, you've got Goodwin. Garcon's at a fair value right now. As we said, Goodwin having injury history and not being a touchdown maker. Garcon's being drafted about the same. Six, about about but, the same about as eight, Goodwin. Nine so if, if one or the other would go down, the other one would definitely be a wide receiver one, in my opinion. Um, Is one, he one of those guys that's worth a reach? Who's Goodwin? Yeah, I, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I'd yeah. reach around on him. I'd take him in the seventh round. Give you would what? Give him the old You give him the reach around. Reach around. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's good. That's um, good stuff. That's good quality fun there. <laughs> Looking forward to the running game. Uh, I mean, Kyle Shanahan, his offense is produced. So you're going to want whatever run, starting running back he has. As of right now, that's Jerick McKinnon. Also, I want you replacing to uh, Carlos Hyde too. Yes, draft McKinnon, draft Matt Breida. He's the backup. He's going to have a role early. He may even. I mean, McKinnon also has had injury history. That that's the one Achilles heel I could see with this team is injuries biting them. But I think Jimmy's good enough to keep it afloat. So, so, so they're not deep enough. Is what you're saying, basically? Uh, in the receiving core, probably not. Right. Running back, I think Breida can certainly handle it. They also drafted Joe Williams last year from Utah, who's mm-hmm. a great college running back. They've got depth at running back. Running backs will be fine. That's why I say you want whatever one is playing in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Okay. Uh, especially with the improved offensive line. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be my quarterback on the majority of my fantasy teams this year because I'm going to reach on him. Aaron knows this. Robbie knows this. Everyone that hears me talk knows this, that Jimmy Garoppolo is my guy this year. Um, he's got positive touchdown regression coming his way. Last year he, he had a lot of games where he piled up yards and they just couldn't put it in the end zone. I think that improves this year. Now what round are you typically want, or trying to take Jimmy in? As we said, quarterback is deep. And right now he's being drafted around where Goodwin and Garcon is, like in the eighth, ninth round. I'm, I'm willing to reach up to where I'm taking him in the sixth round. Uh, I just want him that bad. I think he's going to be awesome. He's one of my favorite players to watch. So Jimmy Garoppolo is my guy this year. Jimmy G. Uh, just to touch a little bit more on what Elliot uh, said about McKinnon, uh, you know, going back to Kyle, Kyle Shanahan's running backs, I mean, Devonta Freeman, like Shanahan's last two years there, Freeman was RB, RB1 and then RB6. And he was RB twelve this past year, but it was the, I was with Steve Sarkeesian. So I mean, it, I think it's of, I think it's a telltale sign to look at the Washington Redskins. I mean, he made Alfred Morris a career guy for yeah, two or yeah, three Alfred years. Alfred Morris was Absolutely. a thousand yard back two years in a row, uh, but or three years in a row. I'm pretty sure it's three. I'm pretty sure it's three. <laughs> well, McKinnon, then we from, cut him. Are you kidding me? McKinnon, from a fantasy perspective, I mean, you look at these mock drafts that we've been doing and PPR leagues. <laughs> The guy's going in the second round. Yeah. Uh, standard league, he's going about third round. That price tag, I'm not in love with it. I mean, if I if I'm like in a position where like say if say if you go wide receiver wide receiver your first two rounds because that's just the way the draft gave you and you're in the third round and he's your RB one, I'm not in love with that. I don't feel that great about it. McKinnon, you know, he's a guy. Yes, they gave him a pile of money to come in and be the start running back this year, but he's never done it before. Even when he's been given the volume when he was in Minnesota, didn't really perform that well. Like, didn't really, you know, the, really the production wasn't there. While the volume was there, I mean, even last year, I, I know Latavius Murray, Latavius Murray's a talented back. I mean, he just is. When he was in Oakland, talented back. Mm-hmm. But when... He, you know, was uh, given the opportunity to come in there and spell 
uh, spell carries away from Murray, he did not perform up to Murray's standards. And plus, he's also, from what pictures I've seen of him, of, or in videos of him working out, he has put on a ton of muscle to take on this new role. And normally, uh, I remember, Elliot, you had, uh, you had this conversation a few weeks ago, that normally when guys put on tons of muscle before the season, especially skilled players, it normally doesn't end well for them. Yep. Especially guys who, I mean, even McKinnon, when he was in Minnesota, a guy who got banged up from time to time. So, you know, him adding all that muscle to that smallish frame, because if you look at his frame, He's, he's like 5'9". He's, he's 5'9", 205, 210. That is what Devonta Freeman's size is. He's the exact clone of Devonta Freeman in size. But um, it, it, as Elliot was saying, you know, he's, he's a guy that, yeah, he's, he's going to be probably maybe a workhorse back on that team. But I have heard reports out of camp that Matt Breed has been the most impressive running back on that team by far. Shout out to Seth, workhorse. So we will, we will see, but I, I don't think McKinnon's going to be on a lot of my teams. I'm with him on that. His price is a bit too rich for me right now. A uh, guy I was targeting over him was, unfortunately, Darius Geis, who will no longer be on the Stop, stop, stop. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. We'll talk about it once we get to the NFC East. I don't want to talk about it right now. <laughs> a couple weeks to cope. Yeah. But, yeah, Matt Breida is going to be a late-round steal for you. So we've talked about two of the NFC West teams now. We'll uh, we'll come back. You 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 got to tune in here and make sure you stay with us here to uh, find out which one we'll talk about next. It's either the uh, perennial powerhouse, I guess I can call them, in the Seattle Seahawks, or we'll talk about the Arizona Cardinals, who are an interesting team all in itself as well. So uh, come back here on Nine to Five Sports and listen to the guys talk more fantasy, also more uh, outlook on these teams. With the Seattle Seahawks, the perennial powerhouse, usually in the NFC West this year, uh, as you've already heard, probably going to get uh, dethroned, I guess you can say. Guys, do we still think they're a solid team? Do we still think they're probably going to finish either? I mean, I mean, give, honestly, give me your ceiling and give me your uh, your basement for the uh, Seattle Seahawks. This time we'll start with Robbie. Robbie. Do you see them, you know, finishing as high as first and maybe even as low as fourth? They don't finish fourth. Okay. I, I think they finish high second if the if the 49ers get injury bitten. Because the, the Seahawks have just taken such a hit on that defense. They've lost Sherman. They lost Cam Chancellor. They've I'll say I'll bet anybody twenty dollars Earl Thomas doesn't shoot up for them this year. I think the whole Legion of Legion of Boom is gone. My well, God. me and Jordan Mercer have a thirty-dollar bet that he's gone. Um, but uh, the offensive line terrible, just terrible. Russell Wilson is running for his life. They've got a they got Brandon Marshall. He could do something. Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin's good. The running back is um, Carson and Penny. Yeah, they got a decent running back, but the offensive line is the like major issue. <laughs> I, I, I really don't see him winning more than eight games. With the defense, I just don't think it's going to be very good this year. 
They say they're trying to transform from the Legion of Boom to something else. I'll believe it when I see it because I just think the back end is going to be exposed. The funny thing to me is whenever you talk to Robbie about records of these teams that we've talked about already, not a lot of wins going around for these <laughs> bottom-dwelling teams. I mean, he's already talked about the, the, the top-feeding Rams with 13 wins, but there are a lot of teams that Robbie doesn't see winning eight games. I'm a big Seahawks fan. I love Pete Carroll, but I, I think it's going to be about eight, nine at max. They don't get to double digits. No, you, no you, shot. You think they could possibly win? I mean, is that as the the 49ers get injury bitten? As, yeah, as the, nine, the, the ceiling's nine, nine and seven. I'll, I would bet anything they don't get to ten wins. Okay. Jer- or, uh, Aaron, sorry. Uh, I would I would agree with Robbie. I would say ceiling nine wins. Yeah. I, I think they're going to be anywhere between seven and nine to nine and seven. I don't think they're going to completely fall off off the cliff. So they're not going to be way below five hundred. They're not going to be. Not, they're not going to be terrible, but they're not going to be good. Okay. They're going to like Russell Wilson, as Elliot touched on. Like quarterback play in the, in this league is going to keep you afloat. Russell Wilson, proven quarterback, Super Bowl winner, a guy who we'll touch on fantasy in a little bit, but a guy who is you know one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, with both his arm and his legs, uh, but as Robbie said, the line's terrible. He's going to be running for his life. Too many, too much turnover on that defense. Uh, Legion of Boom is no more. Um, I, I just don't see them having a very successful season. But I think Russell will, you know, pull enough uh, tricks out of his hat, you know, to, for them to. My win main, a games. my main thing on the Seahawks is, is people used to look at your favorite team schedule and you see the Seahawks and you're like, damn. Yeah. I'm terrified. Yeah. Nobody's Absolutely. afraid of them anymore. Exactly. You're right. That's half the battle, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 right with you guys. I are think... you still uh, I'm sorry, Ellie, before you go, are okay. you still intimidated if you see them on the schedule in Seattle? I really honestly the Cowboys, I don't think they're going to be very good this year, but I I think they're kind of tit for tat teams. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it's that scary anymore. As we were talking talked about, the Rams went up there and thoroughly dominated them last year. I mean, I know the Rams are good, but I don't think you're scared of this team anymore. No. They, they've just, as Robbie said, they've lost so much on the defense, which was their calling card. That was what everyone was scared of. That in the twelfth man, and if they're not playing that style of football, the twelfth man, I don't think is going to be as into it as a, as effective as they have been. Um, yeah, they got Russell Wilson. He's incredible. He makes plays. The offensive line's bad. The running game is to be seen. I mean, with the offensive line being poor, it's going to be hard for them to to run the ball effectively. And if the defense is poor, they're going to be behind. They're going to have to be throwing. I just, I'm really sour on this team this year. I don't think there's any way they get above 500. I really don't. I think this is a losing So you see team. a seven and nine team right here. I think their range of wins is five to seven this year. I don't five, think they're going to be very wow. good at all. I you, really don't. I you think, see them falling as far as five wins though. I think them and the Cardinals will be close in this division. Wow. I think it's going to be close. That's a five and eleven team right there, folks. I see it. I see. I, I do not have faith in the Seahawks this year at all. Russell Wilson's being drafted as like the second or third. Maybe fourth quarterback? No. No chance no. of taking him this year. No, no. no just, never. To just preach a little bit on how bad their offensive line was last year and also their running game, Guess, just take a guess. How many rushing touchdowns do you think their running backs had last year? I'd say four. Well, I know it can't be good. I mean, who was their, who was their top guy last year? I mean, you can't really Thomas even Rawls. name him. Thomas Rawls was hurt. That's what I'm saying. 
Was it Carson? Was was Carson, Carson was the hurt. top guy? Carson was, Carson was hurt. Just each person just I'll say say, say, a, say a name and a number. I'll just say four rushing touchdowns. I'll say Carson. I'll say I'll say Carson. This is a person. This is a running back I'm, who led them, I, in touchdowns. led them in touchdowns. Okay, so we are going for sure running backs because I'm pretty sure. I mean. Russell had to be close. At, All right, Russell at had top. to lead him. Yeah, yeah this, this is just running backs. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Carson, let him, okay, and I'll say uh, I'll say four touchdowns. Robbie, I'm saying four. I don't know who it was, but who? I'm saying two. I don't know who, but I'm saying four touchdowns. All right, two. Well, and you can get two in one game. Elliot was the closest in <laughs> the in the amount without going over. But it was J D McKissick had one. I started to say him. What the running game was? He it was historically bad last season. My God, the, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, I think it was three or four years ago, did not throw a receiving touchdown to a wide receiver all season. <laughs> <laughs> that was basically the. Same and that's our quarterback. Yeah. That's our quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that's the Redskins' new quarterback. Without a running game, but I, I'm not on. Oh. I'm not on the five win thing because I think they get two off the Cardinals. But I would bet anybody any amount of money they don't get to double digits. Okay. I I think they're going to be bad. I think they beat the Cardinals. I I think they'll be mediocre. I don't think they'll be bad. They have they've got Bobby Wagner on defense. They what else? Bobby Wagner, Russell Wilson, Doug Baldwin. What else do they have? But I I, I'm the first to say they don't have much. No. Now Pete Carroll he usually gets the most out of his teams, but. I, I just don't I'm just see giving it. them the benefit of the doubt on their history. I say they win some games in Seattle that they're not supposed to win. Uh, I mean, I know, look, there's not a lot of talent there. But I really think that it's still a mental thing going into Seattle and trying to win a football game. I, I really do. I think the 12th man is a literal 12th man. I, I, think it's, I think it's tough to win when it's hard to hear. I think it's tough to win when it's, you know – I hate to I hate to put it all on the fans because the fans let's I mean let's let's be blunt really don't matter and I'm telling they really don't I mean the Redskins have one of the biggest the biggest stadiums in the NFL and it doesn't matter no advantage no none at all it might be a disadvantage it honestly might because that field sucks especially if we play Pittsburgh or yeah I mean honestly it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're, the teams still travel down, and, and they, they still. But the whole thing about Seattle is, for some reason, I'm not sure why, but even when me and Robbie took that tour last year in Seattle, me, Robbie, and Corey oh, took you that get tour in Seattle. Being in that stadium, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's a huge stadium. That I mean, I'm sure their soccer team is good. I'm pretty sure it's they're the Timbers or something like that. They're I'm sure they're good because just the fans. The fans in Seattle are very passionate. They're very loud. I think they win a few games in Seattle that they're not supposed to win because they're the Seattle Seahawks and they're the twelfth man. I think they're a five hundred team. I think they're eight and eight team. Um, you know, and I'm kind of the opposite of Robbie. Robbie has taken Really, the lower side of the 500 squads, you know what I mean? I, yeah. On, on those back ends of those divisional foes of of the of the top teams, he's taken really low numbers. He's taken five, four wins. I mean, I I don't think the Seattle Seahawks are are a five win team. I really don't. Here's here's where I'm at. They finished fourth in this division last year when the Cardinals did not have David Johnson. It's gonna be tough. I'm telling you guys. Hmm, hmm, hmm. They were third. They were fourth. No. 
Yeah. <laughs> Let's Pretty look right. it up right here on 9 to 5 Sports. Yeah, I think, we were just looking I think regardless of what we think I was the record is going to be like this year, I think we can all agree. Now, they were fourth. No, I, that's, that's I think we could all agree that the run of dominance is over. No, uh, yeah, that, the, the Legion of Boom is the Legion of Boom is no more. And, and they were uh, second last that's year. That's not this year. Isn't they it? were second okay, last no, year. No. They were nine and seven last okay. year. Okay, yeah. if you set the Cardinals other... were eight and eight without David Johnson. His big boys were last. Uh, okay, yeah, and his boys. Jimmy the Forty Nineers, six uh, and ten, four, Jim, four nine. Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought he was six and No, he came in late one. No, yeah, it was late. He may have been five and nine starts, but he came in late. See, I thought all the games they won were with Jimmy. Didn't the Niners beat the Jaguars with Jimmy? Yeah, because you know CJ Beathard is definitely CJ Beathard is definitely the the starter over time. Here's what I'm at. Here's what I'm at on the Seahawks. If you, I'm gonna set the over under at seven, and I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under. Seven? Are you taking the under? This schedule is rough, guys. They open up in Denver. I know that's a win. I know that's a win. Not, I'm telling you, it's tough to I play don't in give Denver. A sh- crap about Case Keenum. I don't, they don't, still have don't. a good de- look. You Case talk about Keenum, Von Miller stop. and that terrible offensive line. That's going to be a nightmare. I'm telling you guys. They lost a keep to lead. They go to the Bears. We know well, the Bears. We know the Bears are going to be improved. Let's so they go. open up two on the road. Then they come back home to face Dallas, who's not going to be a cakewalk. Now the Cardinals. I agree with you. That may not be too tough of a win. But then they play Rams at Raiders. At Lions, home against the You think Sparks. the Raiders are going to be that good, though? Not that no. good, but I don't think the Seahawks are that good. And it's at Oakland. See, I think the Raiders would be I mean, I think Mac might be gone before the season starts, too. We, we talked about it. I, has he talked to Gruden yet? No, but I think the Raiders are better than the Seahawks this year. For sure. Ooh. Rams, Packers, That'll Niners, be interesting. Vikings, Niners, Chiefs. This is a tough schedule. I'm, I'm taking the under on seven. It's tough. I, I could see seven happening, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on the history and the coaching just at eight. I, yeah, I hate Pete Carroll, but I think he's a good enough coach to get eight and eight out of him. I think it's a bad team. He's going to win some games he's not supposed to. I really do. Anybody else on Russ, that? Russell Wilson. Before we go to the fantasy. He's a, he's a magician. Sometimes. And I'm the biggest Russell Wilson fan there is. <laughs> so. All right. So, Russell Wilson, talk about rank, – rank him as a quarterback – and then we'll talk about some other players that are probably good enough to uh, garner some, some fantasy attention. But rank him as a quarterback. Where are you drafting him? Going off the board. I, I mean, I know the ESPN rankings probably aren't even out yet. But where do we rank Russell Wilson? Aaron, do you have a question? An answer ready? In most, in most mock drafts that I've seen, he's going as like the third or fourth quarterback off the board. Do you and think that's do you think that's warranted? I think he has the upside to finish his QB one, just because of his rushing ability. Yeah, because he even with last year, even I know they had Jimmy Graham still, but even with not a lot of receiving talent around him and a poor offensive line, he put up some monster stat lines last year towards the end of the season. So that's why if you're if you're you know a fantasy owner out there who likes you know to get your quarterback early and you know not have to worry about it later on in the draft. After Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady comes off the board, then, yeah, he's probably a guy that I look at. But, I mean, they're, his meal ticket is his legs. I mean, that is you know, his arm. How, he, how well he performs with his arm is tied to his legs. Like how he can escape out of the pocket, uh, extend plays, um, and be able to find people down the field. 
But uh, you know, was it was it last year or two years ago? He had the really bad ankle sprain. It was two years ago, right? Two years ago, yeah. And and you saw that it absolutely sapped his fantasy value. He was not good at all when he rolled his ankle. So, it, I, while I do think he has the upside, I think his floor is pretty high. But I don't know if the I I think with their defense being so bad, they're gonna have to throw a lot. They're gonna be in a lot of negative game scripts to where Russell's gonna have to throw the ball a ton. Again, there you see it, folks. You got to think about more than just talent. You got to think about how good the team is. They're probably yeah. going to be low in the division. They're probably going to be losing in a lot of games. Even though I think they're possibly a five or an eight and eight team, they're probably going to be in a lot of losing games where they got to fight their way back. And, Having a quarterback they're on a be bad ball team game. is not a bad thing to have. It's really not. I mean, Blake Bortles, what two years ago was unbelievable. He put up some big time numbers. Garbage time, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and garbage time numbers. Yeah, fantasy is a different animal. It is. Um, I will not have Russell Wilson on one of my teams this year, and I'm a huge Russell Wilson fan. I'm going to write this down because you already said McKinnon and Russell Wilson in this league, not going to be on your team. And if they are in one of our leagues, I am going to give you hell. I'll I'll, I'll allow it. All right. Um, But as Aaron said, he's being drafted as the third or fourth quarterback. I would rather have Garofalo. I I know Russell has the rushing upside. But it's just not a good situation. No, we talked not. about this over and over again. The only player that I want at all on this offense is Doug Baldwin if he's healthy. I 100% That's agree with you. That's the only guy I want. 100%. Because as Aaron said, they're going to be behind in games. They're going to have to throw. But I think that leads to more interceptions for Russell. As we said, you've got the bad offensive line. What if he gets hurt again? I, there, I just, then there you spent a fourth-round quarterback or fourth-round pick on a quarterback who's now on the shelf. Exactly. I just think there's much better options around him earlier and later. I just I don't like I don't like this situation for real life football or fantasy yeah, football. This as, year. as you were saying with Doug Baldwin, I know that he recently had uh, a knee injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't, you know, but Pete Carroll didn't really elaborate on the severity of it. Which Pete Carroll is also very vague sometimes about the, yeah. uh, the amount of time people are going to be out with injuries. Yes, he is. Um, he comes from the Belichick school. <laughs> but if uh, if Doug's healthy, he's he's someone I'd be perfectly fine with being like like my number one fantasy receiver on my team, like coming off the board in the third round. Um, I mean, he's going to command a ton of target share. Jimmy Graham no longer in town. I know they brought in Brandon Marshall, but you know he's got that rapport with Doug Baldwin. I think that he would easily be uh, Russell's number one target, and I think like uh, ten touchdowns is definitely not out of the realm of possibility. Definitely over a thousand yards if he plays all sixteen games. Yeah, they also lost Paul Richardson, so mm-hmm. that's that's he. he Pete Rich, where'd he go? Where'd he go? Washington. He oh, that's right. Targets, but, that's right. Uh, and I, I know they they spent a first round pick on Rashad Penny, so and you know they. They have raved about how well Chris Carson has looked uh, in preseason and everything so far and in practice. We'll see. But I just don't think – Is he uh, worth as, a flex? Is he worth a flex? Who? Chris Carson? Yeah. I mean, as or a running back team. as a running back one for that team, I'm not going to say he's a running back one Chris, for – Chris Carson is the only running back on that team I would draft, and he's pretty much because he's basically free. You can get him in like the 12th or 13th round. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm with Aaron on that. I mean, if you got to start running back, if you got to start running back, you, you they need to be owned. So Carson, you could own. I'm just personally staying away from this team for the most part. I would agree with you. 
We'll be back here in just a few seconds with the uh, Arizona Cardinals, the team that lost their uh, their guy last year in David Johnson. So we'll talk about that once we come back here on 9 to 5 Sports. I got some I guess you got some uh, Arizona Cardinal fans that might have some oceanfront property in Arizona. But other than that, uh, not too many people are looking for property out there in the desert. The aliens. <laughs> the aliens, I guess you could say. Uh, Arizona, probably going to be the bottom bottom feeder in the league. Um, I know it's been quite of a long show so far, so we'll, we'll keep it uh, brief. We'll go on to the, the fantasy segment here in a little bit, but... Um, with Arizona, I mean, I guess we're really talking about one, maybe even two players uh, in, in that entire offense, and that's uh, I guess we can talk about Dustin or um, not Dustin, but uh, David Johnson and uh, an old, old Larry Fitzgerald. Aaron, go ahead, start us off. Uh, well, with David Johnson, I you, mean, first of all, do you think they're going to be a, a bottom feeder in the league? Yeah, yes, I, I definitely think they'll be the bottom feeder in that division. I, I think I don't know five wins. Uh, Sam Bradford might start half the season, uh, but as far as with David Johnson, I mean, it, it was a shame, you know, a player of his caliber, you know, going down in the game one last year. I know for fantasy owners everywhere, myself included, who took him number one overall in a draft last year. I was in my, that was in our league. Yeah, just, I was in that one, big league one. This big league two, two, two. Yeah. Sick to my stomach all year. I mean, it's just it wasn't a good feeling, but uh, I mean, he's a guy that now he's back. He's He's gonna get. He's gonna touch the ball thirty times a game, mainly because I mean he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but they have nobody else other than him and Larry. Uh, Larry, you know, as far as a fantasy perspective, uh, he's last two years been top twelve in the league in red zone targets. Uh, when they throw the ball, it's it's gonna be siphoned through Larry and David Johnson. Um, I, I just the only thing that worries uh, worries me with David and fantasy. Is uh, is this really the weakness of the offensive line? That's why um, I don't think I'd take him any higher than four overall in any league. Yeah, you make some good points there. Um, as far as them being a bottom feeder, I think as we saw with the last team, I'm going to be a little bit different here. Uh, I think it's close. I think it's cl- I think the Seahawks ultimately edge them out, but I don't think it's by more than a game or two over the Cardinals. I I think they're both under seven wins. As I said, I think they're both near the five mark. Uh, Sam Bradford starting at quarterback. How long will he be there? I'm not particularly worried about that. I think Josh Rosen's going to be able to fill in just fine. Yeah, the offensive line's bad. It is. They lost their starting center as well to injury before the season, mm-hmm. so they're going to be starting a rookie at that position. That's that's cause for concern. A center is a big position in football, too. Yeah, it I'm is. Telling you. Anchor it's of your huge. offensive line, especially for your run game. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of pulling in, mm-hmm. in, in that position. Well, and he's checking people on and off like, when they make audibles and stuff, too. Absolutely. So, um, defense, defense is still okay. You've got Robert Nkumdichi, former high-round pick. If he can get it together, you've got Chandler Jones, Hassan Reddick, who's the rookie out of Temple, I think, last year. Yep, he'll be a second-year player out of Temple. Yeah, um, Deion Buchanan, Patrick Peterson, Buda Baker. They've got a, they've got a decent got talent. Still there. got some talent on defense. Um, so I think this team will definitely win a few games, three, probably four to five games for this team. So, But at, going back to a fantasy perspective, you, there's three guys on this team that you're looking at. You're looking at Larry Fitzgerald, David Johnson, and the one we're forgetting is Ricky Seals-Jones, the tight end. He's the... 
He's a former wide receiver at Texas A&M who transferred to tight end for the Cardinals. And they lost Jermaine Gresham this offseason, so he's going to take on a full-time role. Uh, Ricky Seals-Jones will be a nice late-round flyer for you guys playing fantasy this year and an excellent low-cost daily fantasy option. He was a really valuable DFS player down the stretch last year. Just in like a couple weeks, he was practically free. They didn't even have the pitcher up of him yet. It was just a great-out blob. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As we said, this team's going to be bad. They're going to be behind, so they're going to be throwing the ball. A lot and of passing, yeah. When they're throwing the ball, the teams are going to – they're going to focus on Larry Fitzgerald and David Johnson, so that's going to open up some things for Ricky Seals-Jones. I'm telling you guys, if, you, if you're if you not quite sure and who you want to take in fantasy, but I think these guys right here, Elliot and Aaron, are two of the best fantasy uh, options that you can go for. I mean, you can watch those guys on ESPN. You can watch those guys. Um, that Elliot and uh, Cole and and Jordan and all those guys really think about and uh, and going to for advice, but um, these two are are some of the best fantasy advisors that you can have. But uh, for now, we'll go to Robbie. <laughs> I'm not. I don't mean to let you down after that introduction, Robbie. But how good are the uh, Cardinals going to be this year? Bad. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be very blunt. They're going to be. So so good, they're bad. They're yeah. just going to be the Cardinals. You know? There you go. That's a Robbieism. That's yeah, a Robbieism. The Cardinals went to a Super Bowl before, the, more recently than the Cowboys did. So what's that? That's mean? a good point. How many have they won? <laughs> they're the Cardinals. <laughs> they're going to be the Cardinals. They played again. the Steelers in the Super Bowl not too long ago. Yeah, they're and the Steelers are a real team. I don't like. I don't say it. They're the Steelers. Thank you, Robbie. It's, a, it's about five to ten teams that just get that. Yeah. You know, you got your Titans and your no, it, ain't more, it ain't five teams. It's more than that. Five to ten. <laughs> yeah, which is almost half the league that you're saying. I, I don't think – I think it's something like – Would you say they're the Redskins? The, 60% of You the, would say they're the no, Redskins. No, no, no. 60% of the teams, like, haven't won a Super Bowl. If you haven't won a Super Bowl, you're All getting right. that. All right. That's just I, I understand. But – to get back on point, the Cardinals are going to be bad. Um, David Johnson might keep them afloat for a couple wins. Uh, Bradford, $100, he gets hurt. Um, <laughs> offensive line's bad. I have no faith in the coach. Bruce Arians is gone. Um, the defense is going to be bad. They're just going to be really bad. I don't know what else to say about them. Yeah, I almost want to talk about somebody I, else than, three wins. than the Arizona Cardinals. They're, they're going to be pretty bad. Jesus, a three wins, Robbie? I'm going 13, all right, nine, eight, three. Man, I, I just off the bottom feeders in the leagues, mm-hmm. Robbie, I feel like you're not giving enough credit to some of these teams. The Cardinals are a bottom feeder. You don't think David Johnson is enough to win three games? That's what I'm saying. I think he's going to win. I think you can hand him the football. But 30, 35 times. I think you can hand him the football so 35 times in a game and win a football yeah, game. Yeah, but their they, defense is very bad. I think, I think the win titles are somewhere around 12, 10, 6, 4. See, man, they are pretty close. I'm 13 Three and four, yeah, that's not bad. I think, well, David Johnson has stated that his goal for this season, well, it was his goal for last season before he got hurt, but he wants – to have a thousand rushing yards and a thousand receiving yards in the same well, season. You gotta have a quarterback that can stay upright. <laughs> I, I don't think you do. To as a as a as a running back, I, <laughs> he might catch a hundred balls. 
He might. Well, it might be a check down city. <laughs> it might be a check down city in Arizona. You might think it's Kurt Benkert back here. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. He got in there for the Jets the other night. Aaron, hey, hey. Aaron I want. I want to. Aaron. He dropped Aaron, a dime. I will say that. He had a nice, he had a Aaron, I want to ask you if you saw the uh, the expert that said that we were supposed to win three ball games this year and none of them in conference. We're supposed to be zero and nine in conference. Well. Wouldn't be the first time I've been disappointed. <laughs> speaking, speaking, speaking of Dilford no, Dives. 0-8. 0-8 in conference, and we ended up 3-11 and or something crazy like that. Speaking of Dilford Dives, what exactly is a Dilford Dime? Has he ever thrown one? That's what I'm saying. No. Trent. No, Dilford. absolutely not. That's ESPN for you. A Dilford Dime? Come on. All right, so as I we... I think a Dilford Dime... Like, a Dilford Dime is a Dilford Dime because... Every time he threw to somebody, they were wide open because they had a great defense and they just handed the ball for Jamal well, I can Lewis tell you, a, a Dilfer Dom is worse, worth less than 10 cents. <laughs> <laughs> so, as, <laughs> Jesus. As we usually do in this show, with the bottom-dwelling bottom, bottom dwelling team, we usually go ahead and uh, pump people up on – what we think the uh, MVP, the offensive player, the defensive player of the year, and the rookie of the year are going to be. So, we'll start with Elliott, okay? And we will go with the MVP of the NFC West. Easily, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, my God. I knew you were going there. Easy. No question in my mind. Jeez. So you that's all you're saying? That's he ain't all, I, backing it up. <laughs> I, I all right. You'll see it on the field. All right, Aaron? Uh, I, I, I might go with Jimmy G as well, honestly. Good. Jeez. I think he's – he might – well, actually, I'm going to say Todd Gurley. I'm going to say Todd Gurley. There you go. That's better. Well, I was going to say Todd Gurley, then Jimmy Garoppolo second. Robbie, we don't ask for second place finishers. In I think MVP. I think he's gonna be a close second. He's gonna be a close. Did Reese Bobby teach you anything, boy? We did have a very important second place finisher today. Oh God, we'll, get we'll talk that. about that here yeah. in one minute. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get <laughs> but MVP for me, that thing gonna be a surprise for all of you. Yeah, it's, it's gonna not be, one of those two names. It's not. It's David Johnson. Okay. I think David Johnson is going to... I'll buy that. Here's here's the thing. I'm not talking about MVP of the entire NFL. I'm really not. I'm talking about of that division. I think David Johnson is going to steal them a couple games. I think he's going to break off a couple of runs this year that people are just not going to be able to believe. And I think he's going to win my divisional MVP. So... Aaron, we'll start with you. Offensive MVP. Offensive MVP, I'm actually going to go David Johnson. Okay. Because I think that he is the, like, offensively, he's going to be the most valuable player on the Cardinals by far. I mean, without him on the field, they're probably going to lose probably every game. Yeah. They'll probably maybe win one game without him. Uh, but I, I just think that, you know, he's a guy that, like I said, he's probably gonna, he might catch a hundred balls this year. I mean, he's going to be their second best receiver, uh, as well as being their number one running back. Talent wise, one of the like three to five best running backs in this league. Uh, I, I just think that uh, yeah, he, he's a really special player. I really like watching him. Robbie, I'm going Garoppolo for offensive player of the year. Offensive player of the year. Okay. 
I'm I'm gonna go Jared Goff. I think it. You know, I'm going with some surprise picks this year. I think Jared Goff's gonna basically put his name in one of those top uh, quarterbacks, top quarterback conversations. Elliot. Uh, so we can't use the same player twice, correct? I never really said that. You can. Because I'm pretty sure to. Robbie said uh, Jalen Ramsey twice in the AFC South. Yeah, so I picked him as my MVP. Yeah. And defensive player there. Yeah. Well, if we can use him again, I'm going to use him again. Jimmy G? Jimmy G oh, baby. my God. <laughs> if I had to give you someone else, it would be Todd Gurley. Does, th- does it tickle in the back of your neck? That's all I'm going to ask. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> That's probably going to be too far to post, you know? <laughs> we may have to start this whole thing over. Nah, oh, you know what? We'll post big it. big boys out there. Yeah, we're all, we're all grown-ups yeah, out here. Peaches or what? Yeah, that's right. As Ricky Bobby would say. <laughs> Aaron, have we already talked? Have you already talked about ALMVP? Or not ALMVP, but that divisional <laughs> MVP? Five land, line of kugels. Yeah, <laughs> I believe it's six actually. Six lining yeah, kugels yeah. and six Bud Light line yeah, or Bud Light I'm, oranges. Yeah, I'm going with uh, David Johnson for my. You're right. You're right. MVP. I guess for my offensive MVP, I've already said it, haven't I? I have because I said Jared Goff. You said Jared right. Goff, yes sir. All right, <laughs> <laughs> defensive MVP. I guess this is why you should not drink. That many beers and try to uh, try to host the show. We will go defensive defensive MVP in this division. Robbie, I know this is probably a tougher one. This is more of an offensive minded uh, offensive minded uh, division. I'd say Wade Phillips, but I'm going to go with bless. Akeem Talib because okay. I think he's going to put the Rams defense over the top this year. Okay. Locking Aaron? down that second receiver. I like um, it. Aaron? I'm, I'm going to go with Aaron Donald. I just think that if he plays all 16 games, he's he's the best defensive player in the division. He might be the best defensive player in the league. I like that. I like that. Elliot? Even though I don't like him, I'm going Marcus Peters. He's been a turnover machine and a shutdown corner for the Chiefs. So going to a better team, I think that only improves his stock. I'm going to go different here. Uh, I'm going to go with Richard Sherman. I think he's got the chip on the shoulder. I think he's already been good enough um, as as a player in Seattle. I think it's going to be interesting to watch him in San Francisco. So I got a funny thing. You mentioned chip on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. A lot of people probably don't know this if you're not a Cowboys fan. Anthony Brown <laughs> God, actually, here we go. actually got a chip tattooed on his shoulder. <laughs> Like a potato chip? It's a potato chip. Oh, my God. <laughs> strike. Are you kidding That's me? what he gets. That's what he gets. That's if strike. it's not a legitimate chip on the shoulder, he should not get a potato chip. Anthony Brown. Yep. And he's yeah, not going to That's start. what he gets. Anthony Brown. He's Anthony Brown, for God's sakes. All right, anyway. Um, he's a cowboy. He's a cowboy. Why, why do we care? I don't like the way that was said. Now, now that we've got three people that don't give a crap about the – Dallas Cowboys on this panel. You know, I think this is a great time to mention it. And you know what? I don't think Jared is going to listen this far, and I don't think Jared's going to give a crap to listen this far in the show. So, if Jared, if you're listening right now, go ahead and send a tweet. Oh, wait, you can't. Well, send know. a Facebook message to 9to5Sports and talk about how much you care about the Cowboys. How about that? 
Look at that chip right there on the Cowboys. Anthony Brown. What a position? joke. Probably. Yeah. What a joke. Uh, Anthony Brown. Is he a UVA Cavalier? No. I don't know what we have Brown. In the draft this year, who was it? What was well, he? Was a, he was a he's a second Andrew year player. Third, right? Andrew, Third year player. there you go. All right, so the final question before we go to one man julep: the rookie that's going to have the biggest impact in the uh, in the league this year, Aaron. Uh, I would probably say uh, Mike Mike McGinchy. Uh, for the 49ers just because he is protecting Jimmy Garoppolo's blind side. Okay. I just think that that's going to be uh, really big up-and-coming offense this year, uh, in not only in that division but in the league. Uh, I mean, you, sh- you saw last year once uh, Jimmy took over that job in San Fran, they, they went 4-0 in those games that he played in. Uh, I-, I just think that you know, he, that's going to be a uh, – that's going to be his blind side for several – probably maybe a decade to come. I like that. Robbie? I'm going to go with old um, one-hand Griffin up in Seattle. I like that one, too. Uh, I think he's different, um, obviously. Um, (laughs) Obviously why, Robbie? Well, he has one hand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. God. Bit off the rails here, folks. He is a a good player. That's what you get when Jared leaves. He is a good player. Jared would be. Jared would not be happy. He wouldn't be. We'd all be turning cards, wouldn't we? Yeah, we would. But well, he would, it would not. I'd be, be on a blue card because I'm a good boy. Silent lunch. And then, oh, oh, that's a warning. Oh yeah, blue, blue cards are warning. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, he's a good player. I think he would, he's going to get a lot of time to play because the Seahawks have you know, lost a lot of talent. So. Okay. Shine out a little bit. Elliot? Uh, I'm going to stick with my theme. I'm going with Aaron McGlinchey. He's got to keep up Garoppolo, and in order for Garoppolo to have this season that I'm predicting, he's going to need good offensive line play. So I'm going McGlinchey. Well, to make it two and two, I think I'm going to go with Shaquem Griffin. Uh, I think he's fast enough. I think he's talented enough, even with one hand. I think he's good enough to uh, to really make a difference in this division. He actually so, uh, did lead the Seahawks in tackles the other night in their first preseason game. I, I totally believe it because, I mean, he's one of those guys that has so, – <laughs> I don't want to say a literal chip on the shoulder because that has been taken to a new meaning in Anthony Brown getting an actual chip tattooed just, on his shoulder. But, I'm just going to throw this out here. What happens if he breaks his hand? Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, too much, <laughs> too much. His special move on Madden should be like the clothes hanger. <laughs> oh my! You guys are too much, man. This is awful. This is awful. I, mean, I thought that was a realistic question. This yeah, it is a realistic. Who's got, got, got one mint jewel queued up? Who's got one mint jewel queued up? I've got it here. All right, well, please start playing. I, I, we're we're gonna talk about some I more the guy. some more news in sports. We talked about football all night tonight, and guy, uh, we'll talk about one mint Just julep. One and as soon as Robbie starts the actual song, we'll go to uh, Aaron. Oh, oh, oh you're going like with the... a different one mint julep. We're talking about Ray Charles one mint julep. Yeah, no, no, no. We go on one minute. We go on Ray Charles one minute julep because that is how it's been, Robbie. Well, you know, I, usually, I don't know if you've been here mentally for the past usually, four or five <laughs> nights, but guess what? It's one minute julep by Ray Charles. I usually, this is not my job. 
Usually it's my job. I, yeah. I know. Jarrett, we miss you. There you go. All right, here we go. All right, I would just like to talk about the Yankees getting out of Boston. The, the fact that you know, we were able to uh, go into a series with the White Sox and into a series with the Rangers. Yankees lost one game in, in both of those series combined. Lance Lynn looked great in both starts he's had. Uh, just hopefully we can keep it up. That's a big postseason pick or uh, post deadline pickup. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, we're happy to announce that three of the members in the Elliott Tribe have been born in Amy, and we're going to be attending the British Open next year. We secured our tickets, and they're already sold out, so we're looking forward to that. Absolutely. I can't wait. And Northern Ireland. Northern, Northern Ireland. Ireland. That's, that's, a, that's, that's the first time it's been there since, like, 1960s. Yeah. Well, it's been 70 years. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, so those, those tickets filled up quick. Elliot? Well... I do believe that will be the final major of the year next year. So, and that, that early flight? Yes, absolutely. The, yeah, because the they're PGA moving the PGA is getting up moved to, to April. May. Yeah, May. Yeah, yeah May. Right. April's the Masters. Yeah. And that's when Tiger Woods secures major number 15 <laughs> after he nearly did it Sunday at the PGA. He put a charge in the crowd at Bell Reeve in St. Louis. He had incredible crowds, by the way. But, uh, so the Masters will be major win number 15. PGA 16, U.S. Open 17, and then you have British Open. We are going to witness Tiger Eldrick Woods win major number 18 live in person in Ireland to tie Jack Nicholas, and I can't wait. <laughs> Is Jordan Mercer here? No, I'm telling you, I can't wait till Chris Mercer comes on, but I will, I will take more of a somber tone. Um, I am a big fan of Tiger as well, as is Elliot. But uh, as a Skins fan, it's it's tough to see injuries happen in the uh, preseason, no matter whose team it is. But really, once it's your team and it's your uh, your hopeful running back, as Darius Geis is, very tough to watch. Very tough to watch his teammates talk about his injuries. Um, Going to be a tough year for the Skins, especially after that injury. Alex Smith needs a running game to be successful, in my opinion. We'll talk about that in the NFC East, but... Darius guy's going down really hurts. But that hurts. will do it. Hurts the pride. Yeah, it hurts the pride. Hurts well, we're gonna get him and, and it's not the first time that we've seen the uh, the Redskins fall victim to a star player being uh, hurt. And, and that's that's really going back to Robert Griffin. I mean, we if he would have stayed healthy, it would have been... <laughs> I mean, the Cowboys might as well have just been the bottom okay. ruler in the league. And okay. The Red Sox win today. They have now reached 50 games over 500. And, you know, they're just so much better than the Warriors. For Austin out here. <laughs> With that being said, that is it for 9 to 5.